Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everybody, this is Caitlin. Um, I'm going to start us out with our high five and I also just wanted to say who I am just because we've had, just because Terrell and I both, because we're sisters, we have similar voices <laughs> and um, so this is me and so my high five this week, we actually got to do a girls day on Saturday. So the three of us and my mom, we went out, we had lunch and we shopped around and it was so fun and so fun. the only baby we had was Wes and she was just a joy. She just was happy as long as she had mom and it was so fun. Um, and it was awesome because I have been really wanting really specific fall decor for my house. I just bought a house in the last year, and I just have had certain things that I've really been wanting. And I feel like it was such a success. I got the things that I wanted on Saturday, so I am just feeling so good, so happy about, like, my neutral pumpkins and everything, and it has totally got it me in the so mood. Cute. It's been fun. Um, so that was a definite <clears throat> high five. It was so rejuvenating. Cameron was like, you seem like really refueled. I was like, I know. I'm like, I'm feeling it right now. Like, go. Yeah. Got energy. It's good. So it was fun. Oh, that's so fun. And that was so nice with the husbands. So husbands, as you listen, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I have to say your fall decor is on point. It's, it's a very thank you. gorgeous. Thank you. Well, this is Tara Lynn, and mine is a face poem this week. <laughs> that is, we had our, my daughter's cat had some kittens and they have now all been adopted out to friends of ours. And I just got a text last night from one of my friends that said, we had this little girl kitten. We named we named her Ash. The new family named her Duchess. And she's just like the cutest little face. Well, he, he just texted me last night and said, so we took Ash to the vet, or Duchess to the vet. It turns out she's a boy. So... <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so, and that was me who looked and decided what genders they were. At the beginning, I should have probably, like, as I got bigger, keep checking well. Obviously, I have no were experience. Were you right on all the other ones? Well, I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Because <laughs> that's impressive. It's hard. It's yeah. not an easy task. And the, yeah. vet, the vet did say, he's like, people get this wrong all the time. But, yeah, it was me. I watched a YouTube video to figure out how to tell if they were boys or girls. <laughs> Apparently, it didn't do that great of a job. So mm-hmm. now they're coming up with another name. <laughs> anyway. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, is that a problem? They're like, oh, no, we don't care. It's fine. That's but, so Yeah. Funny. So that's my face palm. Totally misgendered uh, <laughs> animal. So there you go. I love it. So my face palm, actually, and this is Felicia. My voice is very scratchy. So no, this is not a guest host. It is sound <laughs> froggish. Um, so my, I have a face palm, and that goes to the debate last night. We watched it, and guys, regardless of whatever side you're on or what you agree with, wow, not presidential in the slightest on either side, really. Just, just arguing and calling each other names and talking over each other pretty much the whole time. So face palm to that. We need some. We can all say our points without being mean. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. a good lesson on what we Decor. value in communication. Right? Yes. When you say something that you don't value, you're like, oh, I need to make sure I don't interrupt people. Gosh. Right? Yeah. Face palm to that. Okay, guys. So we are going to 
rapid fire some listener questions today. We get so many good ones, so it's fun to just go through a bunch. And we try to pick ones that we get kind of reoccurring themes on, so hopefully a lot of you get value from these. So we're going to start out with a question from McKenna. And she asks, um, oh, she has a suggestion actually for another episode. It's not really a question. But she said, can you guys talk about some household efficiency hacks? For example, what are some common things that we think we need to do that might not even be necessary? And she has an example that she does. Um, She said she used to spend hours folding clothes and putting them away. Um, But then she had a friend tell her she doesn't even fold her kids' clothes. They have a shirt bin, a pants bin, a sock bin, and she just throws all the clothes in the bins because the kids rummage through them anyway and get the clothes all unfolded. Her mind was blown. So much time saved. I just might start doing it, she says. But do you guys have any similar ideas? And I love this question because it's true. I think anytime you run a household, you probably have lots of random little hacks and it's fun to share. I also have some friends that do this clothes in the bins situation or just all the kids' clothes in their drawer. Um... So we wanted to share some of ours. I would say my first overarching household hack efficiency thing would to would be to read that book, Fair Play. Mm-hmm. And we did an episode on Fair Play, and we can link it. But I think... And it was called How to Run a Household Without Resentment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our episode. And I think it's huge just to first, like, word vomit everything that you do in your household um, for it to run well. And see who's carrying which items. And then make sure that you're not feeling resentful about some things. Get your priorities in line. Who wants to do what. And have it be constructive conversation about that. And then also, so in Fair Play, one of their concepts is to make sure that you, when you own something. So say your one of your household things that you want to own is laundry. Make sure you... CPE is their acronym. So you do the concept, the planning, and the execution of the thing. So we all know the feeling when it's, you know, somebody else is taking over, supposedly making dinner, but they didn't, you know, plan the meal or do the shopping or make sure you have the ingredients, but then but then they're going to make the meal. So this is your husband or your kid. And you're like, well, really, I did all the work and now you're getting the glory of it. <laughs> so I think it's it's a really good household hack to make sure that whatever you're owning, you're doing all the parts of it, and it really takes a lot of mental energy off, so that's kind of a long-form hack. And it cuts down on nagging, because you're not like, oh, you didn't get the eggs, and now I can't do my thing, because Mm -hmm. you didn't get the eggs, Mm -hmm. because if you're in charge of it, you just, you have gotten the eggs, and if you didn't, you figure out something else, and nobody even has to know about it. (laughs) Right, exactly, and we go in deep into this on, on the episode, and we'll link it, so I won't do that now. But that's a big hack that I love. Um, Another hack I love is actually from Clean Mama, which I've talked about her a little bit. But in your bathrooms, this sounds so, so simple, you guys. But somehow, I did not do this before. Just have a bucket with every single cleaning thing you use for that bathroom in the bathroom. And you have another one in the other bathroom. Mm. Because... You guys all know, oh, the toilet cleaner and stuff in that bathroom, and I don't want to do it, and I don't want to get it. If you just have two, one in each, it's so much simpler, and you actually clean the bathroom way more and better. Hmm. I like that. I like that, too. I'm interested in this whole not folding your kids' clothes concept, because I do fold my kids' clothes, and I'm not even that, I'm not a particularly tidy person, 
but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to just try it out because we have a good system going. So maybe it's just if you have a good system going, you go with mm-hmm. it. But listeners, if you do this, I need to know, does this work? Like, does it work yeah. just to have all your kids' clothes just in a bin? bin? Or do they get wrinkly? And my other question would be, do they, can they find the clothes that they want? That would be my worry, that they'd only take what's on top. Yeah. yeah. But if you had the right amount of clothes and not too much, maybe it wouldn't be a big deal. Anyway, so yeah. I really, I want to know, if this is a lifesaver, I'm willing to consider converting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't want to do it just without some a few testimonials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like it probably is more applicable for older kids, because at least mine, I just pick out his outfits all yes. the time you know yeah. so it probably makes sense for the older children for the older ones who pick their clothes <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway <laughs> but my one of my favorite hacks actually goes along back to the cleaning the bathroom thing mm-hmm. I learned this a few years ago and this might be again now I'm like do as everybody do this but it is pretty great if you so just when after you've cleaned the toilet you put the toilet bowl <laughs> scrubber <clears throat> in between <clears throat> the like the seat and what would the, the base uh-huh. of the toilet is that what it is uh-huh. and so it like so then, like, you've just cleaned it, Traffic. it's dripping, instead of, like, putting it back in your little holder and all that dirty toilet water goes in, you kind of, like, rinse it out, and then you put it in the little, you, like, put it Trap in between, it. so it's just, and it, dries yeah, it. it dries, and then, you know, within an hour or something, then you can put it back away, but that was great, because I always, I felt like growing up, whenever I cleaned the toilet, I'm like, now I'm just putting this dripping thing back it's in the holder, thing. and then that uh-huh. water is sitting uh-huh. at the bottom, it just feels very unsanitary and yeah. not good, but I actually had a mission <clears throat> companion do that and I was like this is amazing and then so anyway that is actually something that I really like I like that I'm gonna have to try it and to tag on to that um tip clean mama you put she also mentions putting hydrogen peroxide Mm. in a spray bottle so this is like next level cleanliness so you trap it you spray it down with hydrogen peroxide and just let it dry so it's like oh I like that it looks new I gotta add that like mine looks brand new my toilet cleaner and it used to be disgusting the scrubber (sighs) Okay, that's oh, good. Wow. Okay. And okay, one more thing on the scrubber thing. Parker actually <laughs> taught me this. But, and again, this is, again, just maybe a really easy thing. But just that, I mean, toilet scrubbers cost, what, three, four dollars maybe? Mm-hmm. Just making sure that you replace them every yes. few months. It's such yeah. an easy thing. So anyway. I, I just, like the. And it just keeps it good and clean. Ikea ones. If you ever go to Hi- Ikea, they're like seriously 99 cents. Oh, that's great. And you don't need a fancy toilet scrubber. Just a toilet no, scrubber. No. And I just buy a bunch and yeah. just rotate them, whatever, yeah. throw them away. Cause, yeah. Wow. We went deep in the pillow, This so. is so good for me, guys. I'm loving, I love hacks. I feel like so many hacks that have improved my life. It's from somebody else. Like I didn't make them up. So yes. it's so helpful for me. Um, and I realized I also remembered one more thing with the bathroom is that if you, this is actually from something that I read recently that if you put essential oil drops in the little toilet, Toilet paper roll, mm. if you drip a couple of drops in, it's like a natural deodorizer. Every time you spin it, it's like... Yeah. And like, deodorizes. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that was something pretty cool. So you can pick whatever, you know, lemon, lemon scent, citrus scent, whatever you want, eucalyptus, mm. and it's just a fresh, like, natural deodorizer that you can, you just put it in the little roll, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. That. I love that. I always have essential oils diffusing in my house, so mm. I love that idea. Okay, so one other idea to go along with the the clothes in the the kids' clothes. I feel like this is a mini part-time job for me, like keeping track of who needs which clothes and rotate down to the next kid and throw these away. And Oh, guys, so it's so much work. I hate it. It's so <laughs> much work, seriously. And so one thing, it's tempting, at least for me, I think there are a lot of really cute 
kids clothes boys and girls so i find myself i found myself having excesses of them because they're just cute and i just buy them but trying to stick to one a pant and a shirt or whatever season a short and a shirt for every single day until they grow out of it it really helps cut down on laundry and also organization and all of that now the young, my younger kids get bogged down with having more because they're passing down but as a rule for cohen Going into the next season, I just buy seven shirts and seven pants. Mm. And it really helps. I, I feel like I was having an excess of clothes, and now it's kind of settling down. Yeah. Since I started doing that with my – my girls, it didn't work because they were receiving, yeah, a lot of hand-me-downs right. from other people. And I and I actually think also with those, though, you still can pare down, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah, since I started doing that with my boys, it is a total game changer. It's not overwhelming for them to put their stuff away. Mm-hmm. And I also try to make the most of it's interchangeable. Yeah, they all match. So <laughs> I just do it in one shopping. And seven pants and seven shirts isn't even expensive. Yeah. So it's great on my wallet, mm-hmm. great on organization, mm-hmm. great on their their independence. Everybody's happy. Yep. You can, like, take out decision fatigue, too, because it's just totally. very simple. Yeah. I like that. And I've actually started even in his. He has a drawer with pants and shirts, the seven of each. Mm-hmm. So if it's a warm day, he just opens up that one drawer, yeah. and it's your pants and your shirts are right here, and then, sorry, whatever, shorts and t-shirts, and then the other drawer is pants and like long sleeve mm-hmm, shirts, mm-hmm. and it's made it. That's way what simple. we do too, and it's yeah, it's so nice. It's glorious. I yeah, like that. I got a lot. Somebody way. gave him <laughs> some. I'm not gonna name who it is, but um, somebody brought home some like really fun clothes, but they don't mm-hmm. match anything. They don't even match each other. <laughs> Like, the shorts and the shirts don't even match. And I appreciated the, the effort. Yes. But I was like, this <laughs> is not messing working. Up the system. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, one more hack there. Okay, I'm, we're getting good. Okay, boys, socks, or any socks. I don't even care. Buy all the same, just, yeah. like, black socks. <clears throat> I like black. I just get the one, these ones off Amazon. I'll link them. Come in, like, a 100 pack. And they're all the same. And so, it doesn't matter if you lose one or one gets a hole in it. You just chuck it because boys, my boys go through socks like wildfire. It is crazy. So we'll link those socks. That has changed my life. Okay, can I take that to another level? <laughs> so I've started, this is probably about three months ago. I was so sick of socks. And I actually read this blog post years ago. And I can't remember where it was or who the author was. But she has this phrase and it's, I do not minister to socks. <laughs> like our ministry in life is whatever we choose it to be, right? Mm-hmm. But like for me, it's my children and the work here that we do, spreading, you know, helpful parenting tips. And But that's my ministry. My okay. children are part of my ministry, but socks are not part of my ministry. <laughs> so if I'm spending an exorbitant amount of time on socks, let's reevaluate. So anyway, this this woman's wonderful voice, again, don't know who she is. I can like hear her in my mind because I was, these socks were driving me crazy a few months ago. <laughs> like every time we do laundry, I'm like, where Caitlin, are, and you're laughing because you don't understand. <laughs> and Kayla's just like, I don't even get this. Um, like, I'm like, where are all the socks? I can't find them. None of them are matching. So you know what I did? Extreme. Me. Burned and, them all. We don't even wear socks. Me. <laughs> and, well, you don't even wear shoes. <laughs> no, that's true. I don't wear shoes either at all. I neither do my children. But me and all four of my children. So this is. A 35-year-old down to a 4-year-old, we all now wear the same socks. (laughs) I don't even do different sizes. I do all of us have – I do it from Costco, but maybe we need to look into this 100-pack from Amazon. (laughs) We have black and white, 
ankle socks and that is it we have a few long socks for like skiing mm -hmm. but they don't even go in their rooms because i was sick of finding dirty socks balled up in their rooms so and this i actually learned from a friend rochelle olson if you listen this is from her she keeps all of her kids socks in the laundry room because that's, that's well they just take them off when they come inside and yep. then they don't get sprinkle all over the house right but when they need them, and you also just need them when you're about to go outside. Because exactly. we don't actually wear socks around the house. So you mm -hmm. just pick them up, and all their shoes are in the garage now. So my kids' shoes, I have them shelves in the garage, and they keep their shoes there. They don't even come inside the house. Mm -hmm. So they just grab their sock on the way out through the laundry room, grab their shoes on the way out. So I never find shoes. Well, no, that's not true. I most of the time don't find yeah. shoes laying around yeah. the house. Yeah. But so when we do laundry now, we literally just all the socks that come out, I don't even fold them. I know Marie Kondo would be sad about this. But I just put them, like, in my little dryer. If you open up, there's, like, a little drawer underneath it. Mm -hmm. And it's divided into two. I put all of the ankle socks in the one side. And then, like, the three pairs of long, like, ski socks or get air. You know, like, when you go to the trampoline park and jump. A mm -hmm. couple of those socks go on the other side. And socks go nowhere else in the entire house. Except for my husband, who doesn't go along with the system. But it's fine. He, <laughs> He's got his own yeah. system. He's it's fine. For him. It works for him, so <laughs> we just let him go. But, yeah, just ankle socks. And I'm actually thinking I'm going to cut out the white because they destroy the white ones so fast. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to go do an all-black black. system now. Yeah. So anyway, so if you want – and it, they work. They stretch. They stretch over my feet, and they work there a little bit on my four-year-old, but it's fine. Like, he doesn't care. They stay on his feet. Yeah. So that was my clarifying question. So you you have all same size, too. Exact same, same size. Color. And it works. No sorting. <laughs> no like folding. Shopping. Just wash plop them in the drawer. Everybody always knows where they are. They're not searching for socks. Wow. And when they put them in, they just drop them directly in the laundry basket in the laundry room. It's so yeah, if you want to take that to another level, just everybody wears the exact <laughs> same size socks. We do that with our boys, not me though, but that's quite brilliant. But yeah. you could I've tried to put in. my boys socks on though and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So you gotta so maybe try I got to size them into in your my socks. socks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it works. So my four year old they, they hang out a little bit off the top of his shoes, but like you would oh, never you know notice this, really. Yeah. So Oh my gosh. Socks. Yep. Whew, it's, lots it's, of sock caps. <laughs> blowing my mind. Okay. My hack, I have a couple hacks for hair. If you have daughters, then this hopefully will help you a lot. But even I, just for yourself. For myself, too, yeah. Kayla mm -hmm. has been influenced by this oh, hack. That's the best. It's been a game changer. So I have long hair. My daughter has long hair. And my other daughter <laughs> has almost always had long hair, cut it short, and is now growing it back out long. So we got a lot of hair in our, in our our going on in our house. And I have discovered these. I will link them. There's two different options. But I just – I wanted, like, beach wave curls, but – I don't want to be damaging my long hair because, you know, it's been with me for a long time. I want to make sure I'm caring for it. So I just, every night before I go to bed, I brush my hair. I don't even put product in it now because I actually like it better with no product. Maybe I'll put a little argan oil in it mm -hmm. just for health. Yeah, I do that too. But um, but I my favorite way, and you got to test it out with your hair, but my favorite is just dry hair. I just take it. I'm showing you if you can't see through the <laughs> microphone. I'm like holding out my hair. I just put a curler on each side of my head like spiral it just like you would for around a curling iron but I just do two and they're soft and spongy so they're really comfortable and I sleep in them and when I wake up in the morning I literally just take out my curlers and it looks like I did my hair with a curling wand and they're beautiful day. curls like, and like every I have, time like I'll have people ask me like oh how do you do your and I'm like it's literally no heat no work it probably takes me two minutes and I do it to my girls too so in the morning they can take out their own curlers now and it's my daughter with shorter hair. I do have to use four on hers because just the length of the hair, you have to do a little um, more curlers. But again, it takes maybe three minutes at night and maybe one minute in the morning. 
It yeah. is game changer. So you look put together. You're not damaging your hair. It is, I mean, I don't. It's a win-win situation. I literally, it's like, amazing. when I told Ken about them, this is maybe five years ago. It she was. was like, can I borrow yours? And I'm like, I don't think I can live without them for the three days of you borrowing them. <sighs> so I just ordered her some. <laughs> like, I just bought her some. And <laughs> I still have them. And I use them. That's. I don't even know how to curl my hair with a curling iron anymore because, I, like, I really don't. I think I forgot them one time and someone had a curling iron and I was like, I don't even know what to do with this anymore because I just use my curlers. They're so easy. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. I'll link those. The other one, I'm all about morning hacks because, as you guys know, we are morning geeks around here. So my morning time is for my rejuvenation. So if I'm doing too many things like just household maintenance stuff in the morning, it's going to take away from how I how I treat everybody for the rest of the day. So... So what I've started doing is I have my kids wake up and they do a few things before I before we eat breakfast together. So like my daughters get up, they play their instruments, they get dressed, they do their chore, they each have a chore, and then we all meet together at 7.30 for breakfast. But me in the meantime, I've been up since 5 and I do my miracle morning and I do my workout class that I like. So we're like all coming together. So I don't want to be like making a big breakfast, but I want my kids to have a good breakfast. So I've started doing... Just switching off between still cut oats in the crock pot. I'll put the recipe that I use. It's just so easy. You put it in overnight. Again, maybe it takes two minutes. Mm -hmm. And still cut oats are so yummy. Mm -hmm. I think. I love the texture. My kids love it. And I'll put like berries on top and some honey. And I'll even put some protein powder in it. So they're getting some protein with it. Or I've also started doing egg casserole. Mm. Have you ever done that? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll put the recipe for it. That I actually put in. I like make it. I put it in the stuff the night before, but then I don't actually turn on the crock pot until I leave in the morning at like six. So it just cooks for an hour. But the casserole, the casserole. Okay, just you know, egg, cheese, ham with like a little thing on top. Yeah, and just with fruit also. And so again, they're getting like a really filling breakfast before school. But I'm not actually spending my precious morning time making Making the breakfast. Mm. So we'll post those two recipes in case you want to try out. Easy, filling. Those both sound great. Yeah, I want that makes me hungry. It's really and it's made school the mornings. One of my biggest pet peeves is you guys know one of my weaknesses is being late. But I hate the one of the reasons why I am late, because I hate the feeling of being rushed so bad. I never want my kids to feel the feeling of being rushed. So because of that, I turn into a sloth. (laughs) <laughs> and don't rush anybody, and then we're always late. So that's not good either. But what I found before school, I don't want them starting with that rushing feeling. Mm-hmm. So the more stuff we do ahead of time, we can actually leave on time, be on time, and nobody's felt rushed. <clears throat> nobody's, nobody's searching for their socks and their shoes because yep. of that system. Yep. yep. Anyway. Systems. Those are my favorite, favorite time-saving hacks. So I have two add-ons to those really quick. One is... If you ever make pancake mix, I always just double it when I make my kids' pancakes and just put it in the fridge and use it the next day. It's fine and it's good still. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you just toast them? Because I well, just pop them in the toaster. Oh, do you, so wait, you keep the mix or you make them? Either or. Sometimes if I just make too many, I freeze them and then toast them. Mm-hmm. If I purposely think about it, I just make double the mix and then I just cook them up again the next day. Oh. Because really the making the mix part is the part that's kind of annoying mm-hmm. to me. So I just double it. That's cool. And the other hack I have with is a hair hack. Also, with having boys, I find I love them more when their hair doesn't look disheveled. (laughs) But it gets disheveled a lot with boys. Uh And it looks really bad a lot. If you if it's longer, especially my boys, they have kind of like curly, and I and I let them keep it a little longer because it's so it's so cute. Yeah. So tell me what. Well, it's wild. So I just keep I have the hair thing in the bathroom. 
And I keep a little mini one, like, literally in our, like, kitchen, like, kind of, like, junk drawer. And also in my car. So if we're, like, hopping out to go somewhere and I'm, like, oh, like, you look, oh, look at your hair. Like, from your seat. I just hurry in. There's a little spray bottle spritz and a little brush. And they look cute again. Do you do water or, like, salt <laughs> spray? Or what? I do use the salt spray. The beach, beach babe, sea salt spray, mm. and just a little brush. Smells Easy so good. Piece. Yep. So I feel like with all these hacks, we're naming so many specific things. So... If you guys aren't signed up for our email already, you can do so now. And we actually had so as we have so many other hacks that were mm-hmm. just awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna just put the rest of those in the email and any links to some of these, like the curlers, the mm-hmm. the beach babe spray, any of the stuff, we'll put it all in the email. So if you're interested in more hacks and maybe more of the details about some of the hacks that we've already said, we'll put it all in the email. So if you're signed up, you'll get it. And um, if you're not signed up already, you can go to our website and just type in your email. We only send out one a week, but all that info will be in there for you. And our website is findthemagic.co. Yep. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna move on from hacks, guys. Yes, move on to the next question. We could keep going. Yeah, there's so many good ones. (laughs) A couple of episodes, honestly. But yes. Okay, so the next question is from Cassidy, and she. Just want to know, so she want to know tips for preparing toddler and self for bringing new baby into the home. Um, so, like, Oof. what are some tips for toddler health care, help with care, and, um, yeah, that kind of thing. Just prepping. I feel like that time, can I just say, it's not going to be smooth, and if it is, that's a unicorn. It's, it's going to be hard. No matter how much you prepare, I think bringing a new baby home is hard on everyone. And I think even kids who... Maybe they're really great with the baby. They might not necessarily take it on the baby. So you might not know. You might think, why are they acting like this? It's always because of the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're going to take it out on you or they're going to take it out when they go to daycare or they're going to start having pee accidents, whatever. Something will happen. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, wow, yay. That's amazing. But yeah. I feel like it's but just, just hard. practice saying yeah. the mantra yeah. of okay. if they're crying about a blue spoon, just think to your mind, it's not about the blue spoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going through something, <laughs> yeah. right? And you just allow it. It's like anything it's with a, a new baby, though. That is so amazing. And there's the flip side that, of course, there's so many emotions for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just be mm-hmm. open to processing the emotions instead of squashing them. Yeah. That's a good preface. Give yourself <clears throat> grace and and husband grace and baby grace. Yes. Everybody grace. Yeah. Totally. And it's hardest on the first child. I don't think there's... Totally. None of us as... I mean, I haven't experienced any transition that's harder on a kid than when that first kid is dethroned. Mm-hmm. So... Every other one after that, I mean, they go through emotions, but they've already, they're already sharing you. Yeah. But for that first, I mean, it's a it's a huge change. So, with that being said, though, my couple tips would be one, um, obviously, part of the conversation about the baby coming is just organic, right? Because they see your belly <clears throat> growing, so you can keep it positive. Of yeah, there's a baby in here, and eventually, as it gets closer, yeah, that baby's going to come out, right? And we'll get to love it on the outside of my belly. And that will be really fun. And, you know, however, I wouldn't overdo the, in three weeks, the baby's going to come out. Ooh, in three weeks, the baby's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, whatever. Because I feel like that could actually kind of bring up some more, like, add anxiety. Mm -hmm. I think if it's just, you know, we've accepted every change that's happened so far calmly. So Mm -hmm. it kind of sets up for the stage of, and we're just going to accept the baby when it comes out too. Mm -hmm. So I would say keep the conversations organic, but not in like a, I think sometimes when we when we use the word preparing for bringing the baby home, I think we could interpret that as 
have a lot of conversations about, mm -hmm. okay, so when the baby comes out, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to do, like overdoing it. Yes. And I think that could create a little bit of anxiety in a toddler. I think you just being present with them and acknowledging that there's changes in your own body mm -hmm. in a positive way, I think allows them to see like, oh, we can just roll. We can just mm -hmm. roll with things, mm -hmm. you know? So that would be my first tip. Yeah, it's a natural progression instead of a big to-do about it. I think that is very wise to not create that anxiety. Um, I think once baby is in the home, once baby is born, I think if you can include your toddler in the care, obviously they're not going to be helpful, really. <laughs> but, you know, do you want to help change the diaper and help whatever you're doing with the baby? Do you want to help feed them? Um, I think that really helps them feel some ownership, feel included with the new baby. My toddlers always love that. And then also, um, I would just say be careful in an, try not to, in a negative way, infer that you can't do something for or with the toddler because of the baby. I'm mm. not saying don't say, oh, I'd love to wipe your bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was kidding my mind. I thought there's lots of moments where my kids are on the toilet needing their bum wiped when I'm feeding my baby. <laughs> I'd love to wipe your bum, but I'm going to finish feeding the baby and then I'll come wipe you. Whatever. That's like going to happen all the time. Positive. But not like a, no, I can't. I need to feed the baby now. Or like, stop. The baby's crying. Like in that, that negative tone, putting blame on the baby, I think brings like a weird resentment, resentment dynamic. Yeah. So just being aware of that. And that I've actually read several authors say the same thing about pregnancy. Mm. So when you're pregnant, depending on your pregnancy, sometimes like my mom couldn't pick me up when she was pregnant with my brother because of the risk of her pregnancy. So it's important or, or sometimes you're just tired and you need mm -hmm. more naps when you're mm -hmm. pregnant. Right. So it, I think it's really important to before that baby comes, but if you need a nap, you say, I'm going to take a nap. You're not like, this baby is making me take yeah. a nap or I can't pick you up because of the baby mm -hmm. because you're already setting up that resentment of like, my mom isn't what being is with me yeah. because of the singlet in her this belly. <laughs> so you're already creating resentment. So if you can't pick up your baby, I mean, if you can't pick up your toddler, I'm not saying that's a bad thing mm -hmm. at all. Just say, I can't pick you up right now, but don't blame it on the baby. Right even though technically it is it the baby's fault. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just not creating that resentment before the baby even comes out, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was way more tired when I had when I was pregnant, for sure. But for me, it was never, like, it was really important for my, like, not to actually blame it on the baby, mm -hmm. right? So that my kids weren't like, oh my gosh, it was just that me, like, I need a nap, so mm -hmm. I'm going to take a nap, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's really easy for us to just blame it with our words on the baby, but... Um, that's another thing to avoid. So you can stop. So I think it applies to pregnancy and once the baby is born. Okay. And I echo with Felicia, there are times where you can't do something because you are taking care of the uh -huh. baby. But I think it's all about the way you say it. Yep. In an totally. unruffled, I will help you as soon as I'm done feeding the baby. Mm -hmm. Because I care about you both. Yep. feels different than, stop it. Mm -hmm. I'm with the baby. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in, a, in a, the baby's more important than you kind of yes. way. Yes, so totally. Those are two. Yeah, those are good. I love both of those. First of all, because I feel like I will be approaching this in the next year or two, you know, <laughs> at some point. So those are really good tips and questions. I did like, didn't both of you, when you brought home new babies, didn't you have like the baby give a gift to the yes. other kids? I think that's kind of a nice little touch. Which is hilarious because they actually really think the baby brought the present. <laughs> which as an adult is so funny. You know what's funny? I, I still remember I was three when Parker was born. 
And I still remember the present he gave me. Yeah. And I was three. It was a little yellow bear. <clears throat> so with all my kids, they've received something that they can take care of. So like an actual oh. baby, like mm. a little baby doll, so that when I'm nursing my baby, they can nurse their baby. Mm. <laughs> Even the little boys will nurse them. Too. <laughs> anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, or I think one time we actually did animals, but it was the same thing, like a little baby stuffed Ew. animal. So they could still, like with a bottle, feed their baby and whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's a fun tip. If you're going to give them something from the Mm -hmm. baby, it gives them that positive view towards the baby, but it also gives them something to take care of. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to change my baby's diaper. Do you want to change your baby's diaper? And some of my kids latched onto that and some of them didn't, and that's Mm -hmm. fine too. But you're giving the offering as an Mm -hmm. option. So I always liked to do, we always did like a little bit harder, my boys love Legos, a little bit harder Lego set that they would do with Parker or even because a lot of times you're sitting just like holding the baby I could like help them and it was kind of a fun little mind activity um that's fun but another tip that for bringing preparing for bringing home a baby bringing home a baby that I think really helped me and is super important is to say your needs of what you want what's the what will help you once the baby comes um, express them to the people around you who are going to be helping you what you like. So maybe it's just drop off dinner at the door and, and let us know, or we'd love to have you come in and visit with us for the dinner time because I'm craving some social or whatever it is, lay it out because I think everyone trying to help us with the new baby has great intentions. And if we don't tell them what we're most comfortable with, then I think it's a time where a lot of resentment can build up or we're frustrated but people are helping us, which is mm-hmm. never a good place to be in where you're like mm-hmm. frustrated about the help you're getting. Mm-hmm. So I think just laying it out clearly. This is our plan. This is what we'd love help with. And in this way, I think it's really helpful. And people appreciate it because they want help, but they yeah. don't know what you want. Totally. So, mm-hmm. And if you can arrange for one-on-one time with that older kid, yourself having one-on-one time with them. Yes. So like for me, those first couple weeks, my mom and my mother-in-law would come and hold the baby mm-hmm. so I could specifically give attention mm-hmm. Or take a nap or whatever it was. But then it was kind of all of our needs are met because we were using the help of people who were offering. And I understand as I say that, that not everybody has people who they can ask. And so I just want to say we feel you. We know some of our listeners are in that position. And I know that that's you're doing a really uh, heavy work. And we just want to honor you that you're doing that. And for the rest of you, if you do have people who are willing to help, I would say, yeah, use them. Mm-hmm. Like use specifically, them. like totally. can you come over for two hours because I'm exhausted and I need a nap? Mm-hmm. Or my toddler really needs some attention. Can you either spend time with them or can mm-hmm. you come hold the baby so I can spend mm-hmm. time with them? Those are really good. I think sometimes we feel like we can't ask because it's, you know, too much. But I think mm-hmm. for the most part, people are really grateful when they know exactly what they can do to help. Totally. Yeah. So. totally. Let go that you should be able to do all the things. Yeah. Take that. And something that helped me when I first had my first baby, I also was like hesitant to ask for help, but I read several books that was like, you know, something that really helped me was to realize that throughout all the generations of time throughout human history, mothers Mm -hmm. who had babies weren't alone. Mm -hmm. It is a very, like for the most part, very village system where you have a baby, the other women in the village are stepping in to help with laundry and care of other children and that kind of stuff. So 
I don't think we're actually designed to have to do this whole have a baby and take care of a household and all the other children all by yourself. Right. So that really like gave me permission, I feel like, to ask for my village. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot and you have all these emotions and hormones happening and I you think don't know what's going on. Grace is like the right really word good. for that yeah. stage. Like we need mm-hmm. all the grace we can give ourselves and we really need all the help we can get. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and answer a couple more fantastic questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back with a question from Tiffany, and it says, I have a question. I listened to the podcast the other day when you talked about the book Entitlement Trap and the point system. It sounded really interesting to me, and I plan on getting the book to learn more. I feel my four-year-old might really thrive on that kind of structure. However, I try to stay away from all forms of rewards, punishments, and the point system kind of feels like a reward. I love to hear your thoughts about that. Love the podcast. Okay, I am so glad, Tiffany, that you asked this question because this is an important clarification that goes along with any time you have a system in place that has things that feel that could feel like rewards. So the question is, how can we differentiate between earning within an infrastructure versus rewards, bribes, and punishments, mm-hmm. right? Because we talk a lot about contrived punishments don't really work and bribes definitely don't work. They work well, I take that back. Both of those things work in the moment, mm-hmm. but in the long term, usually end up taking away from how we actually want our children to behave. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is this is kind of a unique situation, not a unique situation. The cool thing about the structure in Entitlement Trap, and we will link the episode to this, but when kids know what they need to do in order to, so that stuff that they, how we set it up is it's stuff that we're already doing to run our household. And the money that they're getting is money that we actually would already be spending on them. Mm -hmm. But it's just we're funneling it through them to allow them to have ownership. So they have the opportunity to earn it. It makes sure that you're not on them about their chores and things like that. But it's a they do these things, they earn this money or whatever it is. And we just allow those consequences to be inherent, right? Mm -hmm. We're not having to like enforce it or nag or anything like that. This is different than a bribe. A bribe would be, an example of a bribe would be, you're in the store, your kid's about to throw a tantrum, and you're like, okay, don't cry, don't cry. If you don't cry, when we get to the car, I'll give you a sucker, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. a bribe. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying to like, ah, don't do this, mm-hmm. and if you stop or you do do this, then I will give it to you. A punishment, a non-natural punishment would be, an example of that would be, if you don't stop right now, then we're not going to Disneyland this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So... The benefit of the system is it's not either of those two things. It's very clear about what they do to get the, you could call it a reward, but it's, you don't have to use that term either, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not a bribe. Mm -hmm. And it's also not a punishment because the cool thing about it is if they don't do the things, then yeah, they don't get the, the money at the end, 
but there is no, and in the entitlement trap, they focus on this. You never, ever, ever take away. So like if they've earned their $20 or whatever, you don't for bad behavior be like, okay, I'm going to take away five. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Once they've earned it, it is theirs because that was the arrangement Mm -hmm. is they could actually earn it. And it isn't something that you can just take away. Mm -hmm. Right. So by doing that, then you're taking away the whole, the negative part of an unnatural consequence Mm -hmm. because by doing the task, that's what allows them to earn it, not their behavior in another situation. Now, if they're behaving in a way that is unacceptable to you, a fine consequence to that would be we're going to leave, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're in a store, you're breaking down, and hey, I get it. I've wanted to break down in stores too, but we, we can't do that here, so we're going to go out in an unruffled way. We're going to leave the store. Um, that is a perfectly acceptable consequence. It's not an unnatural punishment. You're not using anger and you're also not withdrawing something that they've already earned. So that's how for me, it doesn't fall into that realm of bribes and punishments. It's simply an earning system that makes them proud of themselves, which is how our entire life works, right? Mm -hmm. When you're adults, you work for things and you earn them and then you're proud of them because they're yours, you know? Yeah. What I liked about that is that it is, I mean, that's what a job is, is then you earn your money, like yep. you get it. So I've, the other thing that I like about it is that it's preparing your kids for just real life mm-hmm. of getting a job and mm-hmm. earning money. And mm-hmm. if you if you don't do the job, then you don't earn the money. Like that's as simple as that. So I do like that. It's just like a very natural, but you're now just implementing it in your home and helping them learn it in a, a less, the consequences aren't as high because it's not the real world. So. Totally. Yeah. And I think the way I think about it is if it gives your child power and ownership and again it's all it's things that we're already doing and you're probably already asking them to do it's giving them an incentive not a reward I mean if you want to think of it as a reward money as a reward but it's actually already money that you're going to be spending on them because the whole idea is that you look at how much you're spending on you know the extra random toy at the store and their clothes and their you know like ice cream treats and all this and working it into a family system and I think it feels so relevant to me for being in a family because we we kind of have gotten to a place where kids just can walk into a store and they don't know what money means. It's just like, Mom, I want this Reese's and we just buy it. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I think it gives them... <laughs> Especially if it's Reese's we're talking about. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. Let's go with a different candy. <laughs> um, but I think it gives them this realization and of, oh, money things cost money, we all contribute here in the home and that's how, you know, we have this money in our family for everything to run. I think it's just teaching them awareness of that and giving them some ownership of it. And I feel like it jives really well because we also agree with the reward, punishment, bribe thing not being great for kids and it doesn't feel, this system does not feel like that to me. Mm -hmm. I agree. The first parenting seminar I ever went to, it was before I had kids, it was in college, this like parenting expert author guy came and me and Jeff went to it and he blew my mind when he said, first of all, he's like, punishments and bribes don't work. It is like proven out in psychology. They don't, in a, in a long term, and they hurt your relationship. Um, but then he said, he's the example and it has changed the way, from the beginning, I have always parented now but when it comes to specifically I'm going to call them unnatural punishments um, that we as parents how often it's so easy to your kids doing something you don't want on a Thursday you are upset at them and it's so easy for you to say this Saturday when we're going to go to the movies as a family you know what we're not going to do that anymore Mm -hmm. it's off the table fine 
And the hard thing about that is, first of all, oftentimes we're still going to do that thing as a family or especially he gave the example of Disneyland. He's like, people will threaten Disneyland all the time. Fine. We're not going to go to Disneyland in January. And the hard thing is you are literally like putting this terrible cloud over that beautiful connecting thing. The movies with your family on a Saturday, Disneyland in the future, your, your little party that you're going to go to with your extended family, the birthday, the cousin's birthday party. Anytime you're threatening something like that in the future that you're not going to do it because of the behavior they're doing now, you are literally like putting this cloud of uh, guilt over that thing. Oftentimes, again, something that you're not even going to fall through on. And if you do, it's so sad. I mean, it's mm -hmm. devastating for something they're doing on a Thursday. And for little kids, they do not grasp that. How does me mm -hmm. doing this right now, you know, like throwing this beanbag and breaking it, why does that make so that I can't go with my cousin on a Saturday, mm -hmm. right? The it's just this really unnatural. It doesn't, it doesn't match up. So the beautiful and so anyway, just cutting that out of your parenting, I think makes a giant, giant difference. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happier. But the beautiful thing about this system, it doesn't require any of that. Like the consequences right. just happen. Right. And they live with them and it doesn't require any anger or threatening on our part. It's mm -hmm. quite lovely, actually. And once the system is going, it's kind of just like a they get into a rhythm, at least for my boys, it's four like pegs if you will that's the system they use a day and if they forget one well then they don't get the point for that day and it's not like a you better do that or you won't get your point it's just they own it and if they don't own it they don't get the point or the dollar whatever your whatever it is and I would say that four is is on the younger side of I, I think my four-year-old is less he grasps onto this less than my six-year-old so Starting it now, though, as just like a, a system that your family is using, I think it will cement in and be super helpful in the future, and she'll get it more in the future. Okay, we have one more question that's from Chanel, and it is a quiet time question. Um, and we get a lot of quiet time questions, so we're going to link some past episodes that we've talked about quiet time in as well. But I just wanted to run through it. Um, she said, help, we just cut out nap time for my four-year-old a few days ago. I give her quiet time options like puzzles, coloring, blocks, and free play while her brother sleeps, but she breezes through those quickly and then asks me what to do next. I've told her to just go play in your room with your toys, <clears throat> but it doesn't feel like real quiet time. Is that just how it is? I refuse to put her in front of an iPad. Sorry, guys, my voice is going. <coughs> and I know you don't either, so I thought to turn to your suggestions, please. I would say first kid, first quiet time double whammy hard <laughs> and this has only been a few days so yes yeah you're not alone yeah sister you're coming <laughs> from this glorious like two hour nap to now training them for quiet time because you kind of do have to train it so I would say it definitely will just get better over time and I think you're giving her really great options and I I would say um put all those all in her environment but I would try not to direct say Okay, here's some puzzles you can do first, and then you can color. I would just put her in an environment with the things that you think she might like and let her come up with the next thing. And it's probably going to be some pain of her coming out and asking you. But I would just, I would say, at least what I do is not try to entertain them with the next thing, even if it's not an iPad. I think that can start a pattern where they're coming to you for what they should do next instead of just creating it in their head mm -hmm. but I think other than that you're giving her the environment I think it's just going to take 
some time, some practice of you just saying, this is my time, so I need you to go and have your, or you get to go and have your yeah. beautiful quiet time. What a treat. Go what and enjoy treat. it. Today. All by yourself. And it's hard with the first kid, but with subsequent kids, it's nice because it's like you get to be alone and do whatever you want without the instruction of anybody else. And they really love that. So she might, I don't know if she would like that incentive, but we will link some other quiet time episodes where we go into this a little more in depth. But I would say specifically for this one, definitely give it time. And if you're, if you're the little boy is sleeping a couple hours, I would say at this age, and since you just started, that's probably an unrealistic expectation that she's going to play alone for like two hours. I would start with, you know, like and half a half an hour or 45 minutes and call that a success and take away the negative of trying to send her back over and over again if it's longer than about that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And a good way to transition into that is you can make your quiet time be half an hour. So maybe mm-hmm. you need a nap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can get up and maybe start. For me, I always do my own rest and then I like start tidying yeah. for the second part. So she's still not getting like, no, oh, now you're playing mm-hmm. immediately with her. But maybe you're out and about more. It's like a buffer. And so she's still going to hopefully be stretching her independent play muscles mm-hmm. more and more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you don't have to come out of your quiet time and say, okay, now mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. build this puzzle with you. Now you can if you want some one-on-one time. But with a nice yeah. two-hour nap, I would recommend do your quiet time. Then be out there, but you're kind of still doing your own thing mm-hmm. to stretch those muscles. And then you can still even squeeze in some mm-hmm. her, her own connection time that you're playing mm-hmm. with her. That's and a beautiful thing about long baby naps that is there's some yeah it's beautiful I also with my all of my kids I've never done a go into this place and you have to stay there quiet time as long as they don't come they wake up the baby and they don't come where I am to bug me I don't care where they go in the house Mm -hmm. I feel like with my boys that was better because they weren't I think they were pushing against that confinement and if, if they had the power to choose, do I want to go down the toy room or do I want to go in the backyard or do I want to go wherever, they they wouldn't really fight back about it. They would just kind of quietly roam. Yeah. <laughs> with my first, I had her do a timer and actually stay in her room. But since then, I haven't done that with any mm-hmm. of my other kids and it's worked great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I so would maybe probably, test it out. I'd probably echo that, that. Yeah. I mean, it was fine with the timer too, but I think it did require a little more from me. But the freedom, all my kids just embrace the freedom now mm-hmm. and love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm done with my quiet time and they're just still going. Yeah. Like, it's great. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, guys. These questions were awesome. Thank you so much. We are going to be doing a holiday traditions episode coming up, which is going to be so fun. So if you have holiday traditions that you have loved, or any traditions really, for your family, Send them in to us. You can leave a review. That helps us. And we love to read those reviews. You can contact contact us on social media at Find the Magic Podcast on Instagram. All right, guys, let's find the magic. <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows.